Eurovision. Welcome to Eurovision, a podcast with a unique Irish perspective on the Eurovision Song Contest. 12 points. Ireland. Welcome everyone to the Eurovision Podcast Episode 2. Thank you so much for joining us. Louise, how are you? I'm good. Thank you everyone for coming back. (laughs) I can't believe it. (laughs) Thank you all so much for all the support, the comments, the follows, everything under the sun for our first episode, which of course went out last week. Well, by the time we're recording this anyway. Mm, It means a lot, honestly. Everybody's been really nice and... Yeah, thanks for tuning in and do get in touch on Instagram, Twitter, all those places. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And yeah, just thanks for all so far. It's been really fun. We've got a very exciting second episode for you today. Whenever you're listening to this, we will be discussing Eurosong 2022, which of course was the method that Ireland used to select our 2022 artist. Brooke Scullion took the crown, Woo! the trophy. Every time you say, I say Baroque, it's woo! (laughs) (laughs) She won with That's Rich back in February this year and of course went on to represent Ireland. And speaking of Brooke, Grammy Award winning Brooke. Spanish felon as well. Wish me passport. (laughs) Brooke will be joining us on the podcast for this episode as well later on. Stop it, no way. Did you not know? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Element of surprise. Excitement. (laughs) But yeah, Brooke will be joining us to discuss or Eurosong, Eurovision 2022, and of course her brand new EP, Chaotic Heart. So exciting Legend. times. So Very should we exciting. dive in to the Eurovision Podcast episode two? Eurosong 2022, let's kick oh. it off. Let's go. Eurovision. Let's get stuck in. Eurosong 2022. Connor, it has been a while, has it not, since Ireland had a national selection yeah. for Eurovision? Back in 2015, which of course was when Molly Sterling won with Playing With Numbers. Robbed. That is a discussion for another podcast mm-hmm. episode, but Molly Sterling, love you. Love Playing With Numbers. Great song. Moving on though. Eurosong 2022. That was announced September? Yep. This time last year. September yeah. 2021. Won't lie. The night that that was released, I believe I was on a night out. <laughs> and... My first reaction was to crack a lot of jokes, bad jokes, as usual, online about it, (laughs) (laughs) because I very openly hate the Late Late Show format for pretty much anything Eurovision related, but especially Eurovision National Selection. Mm -hmm. It's not the first time we've done it. It didn't work before. Um, There's not a great amount of space for nice staging in there. It's a very small audience. The acoustics are not suitable. I know perhaps it's a easy and a handy option for the broadcaster to go. 
look, I understand there's like budgeting to consider things being cost effective. Also drawing in an audience that HHO already has an audience in Ireland. It's just not the place for it. Like it's like trying to stick the Super Bowl in like Tesco or something. <laughs> Imagine some poor old lady getting knocked out of it in the milk aisle. Like she goes flying. Um. I'm not okay. Look, can I just clarify? I'm not trying to compare your song to the Super Bowl. Please don't quote me on that. But you, it's just like it's not suitable, right? No. End of story. I can understand why it was put there, but like just awful. Um, Touchdown. <laughs> Touchdown in the dairy aisle. <laughs> Clean up on aisle three. <laughs> Clean up on aisle Ireland. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we were given the songs on the Ryan Tuberty radio show early enough in January. Mid-January. It was about two, three weeks before the actual live show at yeah. the start of February. But yeah. Yeah, so we had our live show then in February. We had maybe like a week or two. Also, sorry, classic Ireland in Eurovision. Most of the songs were not available on like streaming <laughs> yeah. services or anything. It was actually very hard to get a hold of. And it was like them. a twelve-year-old had to do the, some of the lyric videos. It was like <laughs> very poor production. Sorry, before we move on to the songs, I just have to say that you know, echoing everything that you said about Eurosong and the Late Late Show, we should say. Fans were involved more last year, which is good. That is nice. But like, yeah, that aside, I just still don't think the whole selection was up to scratch. No. And as well, like you said, it was an old format, which was used. Just rehashed and changed rehashed, slightly. rebranded, you know. Yeah. If you knew neon stick lights. Why are we going back to a format which, like you said, hasn't worked? Mm. Why not re- reinvent the wheel? Why not? It's, you know, the right I miss the days, like 2008, where it was like somewhere random and Dustin was there and Maria from Serbia <laughs> was there calling them a duck. Like that was kind of fun, chaotic, do you know? And it was, at least it was its own standalone show. I think Linda Martin cursed your song in the Late Late Show. I think the moment that she called um, Billy McGuinness an odious little man, like... It, like that was it. You are an odious little man. Oh, Linda. Oh. Linda. The only, the only person. Louis, that bounces off Louis Walsh. Like I said, it was just that so was iconic. Long. Nothing could ever top yeah. anything on the Late Late Show ever again. I think that's the best thing. One of the best things to happen to Irish television apart from Nadine Coyle maybe losing her passport <laughs> and the the fella up north who got the frosh bit oh yeah um oh and the man who F- slipped on, on the, the ice, ice. <laughs> 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 a, a very a very niche some um Irish pop culture references in there but uh yeah um yeah just do you know what right I have to say I think in episode one Connor we were like with this rejuvenated energy like oh we're starting air vision positive Pauls and Paulines we're kind of negative Nancy so far in this so I think we should get stuck into Euro song for what it was and get into the songs and the performances and the nitty-gritty of what was on offer of sorry but do you expect me to be positive about some of these songs now (laughs) because If I'm being honest there, like, you say negative Nancy, I don't think things are going to improve much as we go on. But anyway, if you want to get stuck in, let's go. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, guys, right. <laughs> um, also, sorry, just want to preface this by saying, obviously, you know, some of the stuff that's going to be said here in relation to the entries is obviously nothing personal against... Um, artists or songwriters or anything like that plenty of talented and cool people involved here but yeah we're just judging it 
uh, based on song story. competition potential and so on let's kick it off starting with the running order that we had we had patrick o'sullivan from cork with the song one night one kiss one promise play the clip Shadows, One kiss, one promise. Hey, so there we have Patrick O'Sullivan. One night, one kiss, one promise. Very long title. Mm-hmm. That was written by Nikki Byrne. Yep. Danny O'Reilly mm-hmm. from the Cronas. And some other famous person. All twins. Yeah. Guy whose name I have forgotten, but kind of some, you know, well-established, very yeah. well-established names in the music industry there, particularly the Irish music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, this would have been one of my favourite. I think probably after Brooke, I liked this one the most. Um, I watched Patrick on The Last Singer Standing. That was a show on RT, which he won. Very talented guy. I liked the song. I think I liked it more in my first listens. It grew off me. Ever so slightly. Um, When it comes to then, like, that staging, they had the dancers. I think the stage was too small for what they were trying to do. As Brooke said, six by four, six by four. (laughs) (laughs) I love Brooke. Um, Yeah, it was just too small for what they were trying to do. I think, like, having dancers doing their thing is fine. And we've seen that at Eurovision before, and it's worked well, or it's worked fine. Uh, But when you don't really have the space, like when they're about one metre away from Patrick, who's belting mm-hmm. his lungs out, it looks a little funny. Um, and I think he... It would have been interesting if this had gone to Eurovision. I think he would have performed better in an arena. I th- He's the type of performer who he's really talented and he's very charismatic. I think he would have responded well to like a big live audience mm. other than like... Arena, yeah. the like 30 people who were sitting in the late late studio do you know what I mean like yeah waiting um, for their free hotel (laughs) (laughs) one for everyone in the audience um yeah what did you think of this yeah I was never a huge fan of the song uh Patrick like you said is extremely talented his voice is absolutely amazing yeah wow some pair of lungs on him it actually grew on me on the night I thought live we always said we knew this song would come alive when he when he sung it live obviously um the performance on the Late Late Show, I agree with what you said. The stage was too small, or the area was too small that he was performing in. I didn't Flow of the national final, not of the entry, can yeah. we just say, as per, like... The Ikea bed kind of distracted me from him, <laughs> because he is so, you know, his voice captivates you, you know, enough. So I didn't need to look at these two dancers kind of messing around on the bed. Um, I know there was a few memes going around on Twitter... Um, about the about the, about the bed, of course. Typical Irish humour. Again, it grew on me. I didn't expect it to do as... Not bad, but, you know, it finished fourth in the end. I really thought it was going to be the runner-up. Like, it, it, to me, it was clear. Brooke winner, then Patrick. Yeah. A surprise I, it, came fourth. We always thought it would be a two-horse race. But, yeah. you know, that's what happens when... The Cork vote didn't come through there. No. What's up, lads? You, you say you you're doing? the real capital. What's going on? <laughs> you hit a nerve there. I'm, I'm half Cork. I'm allowed. 
She slagged off Germany in the first episode. Now it's Cork. <laughs> People are going to be like, what's Louise's heritage? Yeah. Like she said, she's this percent. This, this no, you never know. I'm from wherever I want to be. I'm a, a woman of the world. <laughs> At my heritage, get us to do a DNA test. We'll sponsor us. <laughs> Me das from Cork, all right? Um, oh no, Patrick Patrick was cool. I like him. I would never um, object to him coming back and doing something cool. No, He's be much more of a musical theatre guy, yeah. I wagered though. So I don't know... It'll be on the sphere as much. You interviewed uh, him as well, and he did. His Eurovision knowledge was amazing. Sound lad, very yeah. sound. Actually, we should mention this is kind of like a full circle moment for Connor and I because <laughs> Connor had his radio show at UCD Eurovision Weekly. Big up Eurovision Weekly! Woo! Shout out to Ava. I miss yeah, you. <laughs> go on, Ava, you legend. And uh, Connor had me on the week of Eurosong Week. Great mm-hmm. crack discussing these songs prior. Like we were going, like we were so hyper. I think it was the heat in that radio booth. It was so funny. We had a great time. Um, but yeah, we kind of reviewed the songs prior. Yeah. And now we're reviewing them like Post all these months show, later. Yeah. So it's kind of cool, actually. It's kind of a full, full circle, circle moment for us on the pod. But uh, we should move on, I think. Yeah. To Song two. second in the running order, Connor, which was Adele with Ashes of Yesterday. Um, <sighs> no, not Adele. Janet Grogan with Ashes of Yesterday. This song or uh, janet was compared to adele by the panelist paul harrington who of course won the contest with rock and roll kid back in the day um but he well, compared her to Irish adele. Entry, like why like <laughs> why did he like he just saw a a a, a woman singing and was like adele <laughs> do you know it's like I, I like a younger female comes out it's like dua lipa it's yeah. like no it doesn't work that way do you know like Sorry, ran over. <laughs> Love you, Paul Harrington, but no. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a bad comparison, to be honest. Not that Janet's voice is bad or anything. It's it's brilliant, but like it's it's you know you can't compare chalk and cheese, you know. But anyway, Ashes of Yesterday was the second song, and here is a snippet of it. Name. Well, I'm not fire in Ashes of Yesterday because we are fighters with bruises to erase. Don't let nobody. So that was song two of your song 2022, Janet Grogan, Ashes of Yesterday. This ended up finishing in second place. It got the 12 points off the jury, um, the studio jury, should I say, and eight points off the international. Second last with the Teleboat, though. Was it joined second? Joined miles, second with Miles, but technically yeah. finished third with okay. how the rankings went. But mm. yeah, joined second with 24 points. Won the studio jury, of course. The Adele yeah. comment, I think, swayed that. Also, can we just say... Again, I'm back criticizing Eurosong 22. Uh, I think it's really weird to have panelists who are also the jury, like commenting on the songs when they're going to vote for them. And then like, it's also kind of maybe influencing the viewers. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, um, I don't have a huge amount to say about this other than like, I really like Janet Rogan. Like she's an amazing talent and seems like a lovely person a really likable person and a great performer. I just think she deserved much better than this song. Like the song just was not up to par with Janet. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a shame. I think it was one of the songs or the only song really out of your song that kind of echoed back to 
old Ireland at Eurovision mm. in terms of the typical love song ballad. You know, Brendan Murray's kind of in a way as well, but Ashes of Yesterday was kind of like that modern take on that, I guess. Um, a few of friends of my dad actually um, were saying that this should have won, which was interesting, mm. you know, that kind of older demographic. Maybe, um, yeah. Not to call my dad old or anything, but you know what I mean. <laughs> that kind of older demographic were kind of saying, oh, this should have won, this was robbed. So, yeah, like you said, not much to say on it. Janet yeah. deserved a better song. She's obviously gone to Eurovision before as a backing track or backing artist um, with <laughs> our <laughs> backing track. <laughs> Uh, backing artist, backing vocalist. She's talented enough that she probably could. Exactly, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw her back again at some yeah. stage. What All is song number three? Are we ready? Here you go. Galway heartthrob, Brendan <laughs> Murray. Real love with the wrong ones. <laughs> Brendan Murray, real love. Um, nice guy. Yeah, lovely guy. I interviewed him. He was I'm a very surprised. Fella. You did interview him, actually. I have to say, actually, I was quite impressed with that interview you did with him on Eurovision Weekly. Um, oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I thought, like, some of the things he said was interesting. Mm. It seems like... Okay, let's call a spade a spade, right? He obviously went on The X Factor UK, and that year in particular he did quite well yeah he got pretty far or something or... yeah like and simon kyle was kind of pushing him from what i remember to do well he kind of disregarded eurovision a bit and like he deleted i think like every, every trace, trace of it off his social media and stuff which like look that's his personal choice obviously but he seemed to have come back around to the idea of yeah. eurovision for ireland again so you know good for him i guess i think like brendan's standout thing is that his voice is so distinctive like it's i have never heard anyone sing the like way that. that he does uh it was a nice song actually like from the potential ballads that were there in euro song i do think it was a stronger mm-hmm. than a lot of the other ballads that were floating about but it just wasn't enough there wasn't enough oomph in it and i think on the night of euro song like really like what, what was really happening in the performance like nothing there was a few lights yeah and some camera angles and brendan singing and if he had the best he, song ever that would be enough but it wasn't the best song he ever he was so. quite nervous as well which obviously didn't help mm, the live vocal that kind of surprised me yeah especially with his experience but yeah. um, you know speaking with him he had a lot to prove this time around it was his own song that's it cool it was him you know his decisions and stuff like that so fair play to him for coming back obviously it's a big step to respect to respect. you know go back to something that you did so, so long ago but yeah Brendan Murray that finished in 6th place which of course was last um, it got 2 points with the international jury Two points with the televote, but eight points with the studio. There's a pattern emerging with the studio points being mm-hmm. extremely out of sync with the international jury and the televote. Yeah, and that just gets worse as we go on, yep. uh, which we'll talk about. But song number four is Miles Graham. Yeah, we're going to get out of it. Here is a listen of it. In all different places, missing all different races, calling a fateful singing, are we going to get out? Get 
have it everybody there was the song that ended the global pandemic <laughs> and caused the doll to say open all the bars open the clubs get your pints of guinness get your shots of baby guinness go on back out miles graham said yup we're gonna get out of there and then we were out of it and uh Oh my god, yeah, I wish we went back it. into it with this is the reason. <laughs> okay, so let's start with Connor because mm. I don't think Connor um has a lot of real love for this song. Oh nice reference there, I liked mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, no, I'm gonna be honest, I can't stand this song. Nothing against Miles, he is a fantastic writer, singer, <clears throat> yeah, um yeah, yeah, we're gonna get out of it. No thank you. Not on my playlist. Probably for me. Between yeah, we're so we're so fine from Alex that fellow Alex from your song twenty fifteen. You know the rapper song. Remember that rap He's song? So yeah, fine. that that yeah. and this is probably the two worst Euro songs <laughs> ever. Um, in my I opinion, think that's a bit of a stretch. No, this really? was oh no, sorry. If I say any more, I'll, I'll get cancelled. <laughs> so no. Louis, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I, I like Miles though, yeah. and I like he included his kids in the song. That's so that's, cute. that's a nice that touch. That is very cute. I know that's that a bit you didn't like, really. That kind of high junior Eurovision for me. Yeah, it was a bit like I yeah, we're happy. It. I do think this song really split the camp. I remember like several people being like, "I hate that this is like a pandemic song." I think there came a point where like everybody was just allergic to like mm. talking about COVID, thinking about COVID. Like we were just a bit done at this point. So, and it probably came out kind of a funny time because we were like coming out, like like we were kind of already out of COVID yeah. or getting out of it. Good point. As the song goes, um. But uh, I quite I kind of liked it. There's like a sound to it that I'm sort of into. It's very like AJR, isn't mm-hmm. it? They're a, an American band I would reference. Um, and I like the catchy kind of chorus and the like. I I love I love it a brass instruments. Do you know? There's a reason like Lavender's my favorite Eurovision yeah. song. You know, I love a bit of like <clears throat> da 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 that bit in um five minute all that. I think it was cute. It was catchy. Uh, I definitely think we were better off not sending it. Just mm. probably wasn't competitive enough. And like, not gonna lie, no disrespect meant here, but like that performance in the late late show was just a bit bizarre. Like, I just I can flat. see, like, yeah, I think I can see what they were trying to do with it, but like, just on the night, it didn't maybe deliver what they were thinking. And again, no disrespect for, to Miles, but it was just like he was wearing a hoodie. Yeah. Um, even marty whelan alluded to it he was kind of just looked as if he rocked up yeah <laughs> like here for the crack like yeah i suppose it in some ways fits the mold of the song because it's kind of like a casual chill song but yeah i don't know i think like the, the neither of us are getting particularly excited when we're discussing this so yeah. i think that kind of says it all says it we all. should probably move on yeah. to the next one <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, ready to fly, reach for the sky. <laughs> Do you know what? It was only it was only a matter of time before I started singing badly yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> I've been in college. You said you were singing badly. You said that, not me. No comments. I love uh, my bad singing. But number five is <laughs> number five is Rachel Good with "I'm Loving Me." Take a listen.
Rachel Good, you say, or Rachel Good? Because some say this song is very good. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> so we got Connor's the kicking me off Eurovision no, because of my that. bad jokes. <laughs> She's been coming. I we got given out to what? Um, we got given out to on Eurovision Weekly because we were saying good and it's actually good. Who gave out to us, Luke? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> we got a very angry caller. <laughs> Pronounce the name right. Love you, Luke. Hi, Luke. Um, Luke is our friend. Yeah, shout um, out to Luke. Who we watched your song with. He was a very passionate Rachel Good supporter. Some might say he's the president of the Rachel, Rachel Good fan, yeah, club. fan there's club. There's a number of them out there. You know who you are. <laughs> but he definitely takes the crown for it. Um, yeah, Rachel Good, I'm Loving Me. This is actually one of the songs which I really liked and still listen to quite a lot. Which do you? Is, yeah, to be honest, I do. Um, between this and That's Rich, that's the only two songs I would listen out of everything. But yeah, no, this was actually really good live. Bar the bad note that she hit at the end with the high note, she actually performed this quite Apparently well. Apparently she did it really well in the jury performance really? the night before, yeah. Wow, okay. Heard through it. I wouldn't mind seeing this at Eurovision. Probably wouldn't have qualified, but if she had you know, a similar glow up, Mm. that she did that Brooke did you know yeah it would be interesting to see what they would have done with it but um she can certainly sing I wouldn't mind seeing Rachel come back singing you know something more traditional in to her, her genre yeah you know country yeah. music she's you know a traditional singer in that sense that'd be so nice I would be like nice that, to yeah. see that kind of you know slow country ballad something like that maybe mm, um yeah. or like a common linnets kind of She's got a song. little bit of a following now already yeah. hasn't she she was on some other show on um Laura Tier on TG Carr Oh, it's on TG Cahar. Yeah, oh, you, And she's TG off on a Cahar. cruise with Danny, or not Danny, um, Daniel O'Donnell. <laughs> What's your man name, the country singer? Daniel. Daniel O'Donnell. Daniel O'Donnell, yeah. She's off on a cruise Ireland's with him. dad. Yeah. How did you forget Daniel O'Donnell's name? Get off this podcast. I think it was Danny O'Donoghue. You got him in my mind from... Uh, I'm going to um, get rid of your Irish passport for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm apologies, only joking. Apologies. I'm only joking. Um, oh Jesus, sure, she's living the dream. If she's yeah. a Daniel O'Donnell, like that's living the dream. That demographic. Was... <laughs> <laughs> um, this was a little schlager beauty. Yeah, you could definitely like you could smell the whiff of Scandi songwriters off this. Like it was so strong, I could smell like the Swedish cinnamon buns. Yeah. coming off this like. Um, and for that reason, I knew our great pal, pal of the podcast, Melfest <laughs> Mihal, would be a fan <laughs> of Rachel Good. I'm loving me. Ah, this was a bit of fun. It's a shame they couldn't really translate the fun and the colorfulness of this to the stage. It like fell a bit flat, I think, mm-hmm. on the Nidera song. But like, ah, it's a good one for the archives. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There was like a bit of um, ironic and unironic standing of this online, mm-hmm. which was like a bit of crap. And um, what do you make of her scores? She came second in the televote, last in the studio vote, and then second last with the international jury. To quote our friend Luke, she came second in the televote, and that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> hey, Luke, again. Ah, she did well. I think, like, listen, sorry, that studio jury was a joke. So I would personally just disregard their votes. She did great the tell vote. Like she got that Galway vote. Poor Brendan just c- couldn't light a match to it. A little bit robbed in the international, but sure look. Um, she didn't do too badly overall. Our final song. Take a mirror off the wall. Ain't she getting body your reflection? Where's your pyro? Pyro. That's rich. <laughs> I think it's funny how you miss me when you never knew me. Brooke, that's rich. No, I don't want to 
Look, that's iconic. Derry uh, Leaper. <laughs> come on, Derry Leaper. Uh, ah, listen, it had to be Brooke. Like, there was no yeah. question. We were, we were having As a you bad... say all the time to me, we were in the pits if it wasn't in Brooke. The pits. In, in the, the pits. In the pits. We, we were very nervous that night, your mm. song, weren't we, Connor? That's oh, very, God. um, yeah, there there was a few hairy moments during that photo where it was like, oh God, like Is Brooke could be, be pipped here. Do you know what? Thank goodness for that international jury mm-hmm. and that televote. Um, I think the the dairy vote definitely, as we mentioned in episode one of Eurovision for like actual Eurovision, it was the same thing in Eurosong. The dairy vote definitely pulled through mm-hmm. and pals over in the UK definitely pulled yeah, through. Shout and, out to you. Because it was figured out I believe it was Porg from Wee Blogs. Yeah. Put out a tweet being like, here, UK voters, you can vote on the NI number. Mm. And I was like, you bleeding genius. I love you. <laughs> and sent it to like every UK person I knew would probably throw Airbrook, Aor, Airbrook, a few votes. Um, I have an image of you on Eurosong Night in the corner, literally on the phone, like texting every UK person you knew, like, please vote for Brooke. Yeah, Brooke, Connor Brooke. was there. He saw, I was like, I was like undertaking the role you of her the PR manager. You drink in one hand, the phone in the other. And you Come were here, Ronan, watch out, right? I'm coming for your job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only messing. I had to be Brooke. And oh, you know what? It's kind of funny. I think it's funny how you miss me. Um, no, it's funny, like, when I look back at that Euro song stage and, and like the styling and stuff, I don't think it was right for That's Rich, mm-hmm. but it was still by far and away the best. Like look at the absolute glow up it had from the Late Late oh Show God, to Turin. Like, like how amazing did that end up being in Turin? Yeah. Really like, um, it like it was good at the start and then like Turin, it was just like professional Derry Lipa queen, you know? Yeah. I, like I don't have much more to say I feel like I've dispelled so much love for mm-hmm. Brooke and that's rich in episode one of this pod and obviously we're going to talk to the queen herself later on mm-hmm. and tell her herself how fabulous we think she is is there anything you would like to add no Sorry. echo everything that you said there I think like you said it had such a good glow up from Eurosong to the Eurovision stage um, and I wouldn't bank that down on Eurosong you know getting experience through that it was you know her touring doing yeah. every single national party or pre-party that was out there you know doing live performances practicing seeking out the creative director from the x factor that she'd worked with on the voice and stuff like that so mm-hmm. it was all her team and herself's doing you know so kudos to her for putting in the effort and doing oh, yeah. that and getting you know the support that she needed to you know be confident enough to go into the Eurovision stage because mm. Kiro song would not have done that for her at all and I'm sure a lot of the other artists would have probably just you know that was it and rock up yeah. to Turin with you know totally. a few props and stuff like that absolutely fantastic person for Ireland and I think it would be interesting to see what caliber of talent we attract this year knowing what Brooke did last year I think the hype was interesting yeah it was definitely different like in Ireland amongst Irish Twitter and like just talking to my friends who would casually watch the show more than like obsessed weirdos like Mm. ourselves Connor Uh, (laughs) I'll speak for myself obsessed weirdos like me (laughs) who are obsessed with Eurovision um but no like it what there was it was kind of nice to see that she did build up a bit of hype Mm -hmm. and like 
even though like yeah it sucks she didn't qualify and stuff I think it was cool that like random friends of mine would were and like yours and stuff were saying to us like ah Brooke was so robbed and stuff whereas like in years gone by like they wouldn't have had much to say about Ireland yeah they may not even have been aware who represented us and and as well even if you look at post Eurovision, she's still around. She is, yeah. She's Whereas still a lot of times artists just go missing and we don't hear yeah. them. That's them done. Whereas, you know, she's doing, mm. you know, she was doing the Pride Party in June. Mm-hmm. She has an EP coming out, obviously, that we're going to talk about. You know, people are interested in that. She's going to Barcelona. I think she has a few dates planned. Hold on around. to your passport, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to rain. She was you. unreal at the Pride Party in it was Vicar Street, yeah. wasn't it? That was really fun. But more on Miss Brooke Scullion later. I think we could talk about her for the Dedicate whole podcast. podcast to her. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Sure, she deserves it. That's it. Yeah. Eurosong 2022, that's it for this year. Who knows really what's happening next Quickly, year. Do you think it will be coming back? Or what are your thoughts? Would you like to see it coming back? No. No, I know you wouldn't, but like, no. would you prefer an internal selection or an national final? Internal selection. Really? Okay. That's I just think one. we just can't, we cannot do, do national selection as well. So just bin it. Put it in the bus caboose, right? Late Late Show was to come back, I know you'd probably scrap it all together, but what would you do to change it from, you know, from 2022 to 2023? What would be the changes that you would make? If you could make changes. Sorry, I'm putting you on the spot now. I would get the keys of the Late Late Studio <laughs> and I would lock it and I'd throw the keys into the Irish Sea and I'd be like, oh, whoa, I don't know where they went. Um, they probably uh, want to pick you to pick it out when you're swimming just, across the UK next you'll year. You'll just have to put it in another venue like, oh, um, oh, the Three Arena is free. Oh, uh, the Cork Opera House, th- that could be good. Uh Oh, there's a nice arena up there in Belfast. The Helix, even, yeah. in DCU. Anything that's not the Late Late Show, please. Uh, no, I would rather have an internal selection than have it on the Late Show again. That's how much I hate it. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's it. Mm. Your song 2022 complete. <laughs> Hello everyone, Fulcher, Rash, welcome back to the Cure on Raw segment of the Eurovision podcast. This is a little section of the podcast where we acknowledge the Irish language, of course, Kill and Grawl being our only Irish language entry. In this part of the episode, I will be speaking PCB a little bit of Irish, and giving mainly a phrase, Oscailga, in Irish, that is related to the Eurovision Song Contest. Connor is going to try his best to suss out what the meaning behind the Gaelga phrase might be. Um, just there, deuce, just first, the Trocht Air or Guntis Instagram own Tommy. Hi, Tommy. August Erchager von Shay Anton of Us on podcast Airvision. So I was just saying there, I wanted to acknowledge first that we had a lovely comment on our Instagram from Tommy. Hi, Tommy saying he really enjoyed our episode, but he said all of this Oscar in the comment, which um, I really 
appreciate it. Really getting into the swing of the kill yeah. and brawl uh, segment, Tommy. So, uh, Monfire. Gerda Mockelt. Gerda thank you. Kirkler, Connor, are you ready on Will 2 Ray? Tommy Ray. There he is. Okay. Here we go. On Frauls on Schacht and Schill, the phrase this week is Schill, a balia a clear egg Sho a This is Dublin calling. Yay! Spoola bus, spoola bus, spoola bus, galere. That means you all have to clap. Spoola bus. Um, the teacher and me coming out here. <laughs> Ta and character go to you are very correct, Mahu. Sho a balia clear egg lake. What gave the what gave the game away there? Shut a. This is. This is. Yeah. And then Bolly all clear, so, but I've Dublin. never heard of Gleoch. Gleoch? Now, Neil may Roe chat. I'm not too sure. Should I have, sh- should I have said, uh, should a Bolly all clear occur Gleoch Earth? Because technically, as well, you're meant to do, um, like, it's a Gleoch air. You're meant to do, like, putting, it's like putting the call on. Occur Gleoch. Shine Gurv Mila Mahagwev Gokdina. Thank you all for listening and we'll say Sloan Gafo. Bye for now. Sloan. Now, myself and Louise are delighted to be joined by a very, very special person. You might recognise her voice, you might recognise that famous laugh, but she represented Ireland at the Eurovision Song Contest 2022 with an absolute banger that's rich and now she's up to great things she's about to release her new ep chaotic heart please welcome brooke scullion <laughs> welcome brooke how are you doing are y'all good excellent i'm excellent i'm roasting i, I have too many clothes on i'm not gonna take them off <laughs> i've always loved your style like what would you call it brooke the sort of stuff it's like not cartoon grunge grunge x chic oh. grunge and glamour that's what i would say yeah Mixture of Disney and disease. You <laughs> <laughs> got on a t-shirt or something, Disney and disease. That's the name of the, the next single. Yeah, yeah, Disney and disease. Yes. <laughs> Disney and disease. Oh, wow. We're not even one minute in and um, we're, we're having a great time. Um, Brooke, thanks so much for joining us. Legend of the hour. Irish fans, international fans, everywhere. Love and adore you. That's rich. Certified bop. Derry Lipa. Derry Lipa. Lipa. Come on, Derry Lipa. Sorry. Oh. We saw you at Vicker Street because you hear us shouting Derry Lipa at you. Because we were right at the yes. front. No, I know. It was hard to, it was hard to miss. <laughs> it was epic. Vicker Street to this day was one of my favorite gigs of all time. Really? It was really? awesome. It's one of your dreams though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was always to play Vicker Street and the buzz and I felt I was shaking. And you know, I think Nadine Coyle was meant to headline no, listen, you and Nadine Coyle are twins. Like, you're... We'll get to that. But yeah, should we fly into the questions then? Yeah, well, we want to know so much stuff. And we know that you're a great chatter, Brooke. So we're <laughs> we're going to have the chats. Like, pretend we've, like, our wee Irish cup of tea. We're just sitting down in the, in the kitchen. So, Brooke, during your vision season, you achieved so much. Like, of course, winning Eurozone, the national selection on the Late Late Show, and then embarking on your tour of all the pre-parties across Europe. And this is probably a really tough question, but off the top of your head, can you tell us some of your favourite memories from that season, the months, January 
leading up to May, what were some of your favorite things? Oh my God, there's so many. There's actually so many. Okay, oh, this is so funny. Right, well, I'll tell you, I've got so many stories, obviously, that I, right. So all the policemen in Italy were the hottest policemen I've ever, like, obviously I thought the Spanish ones were good, but Jesus, Italy took it to a new level, right? And basically, oh, this is so funny, right. This is so bad. I wasn't allowed to say this at the time because RT were going, no, 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 don't post anything. So basically they were sitting in this car and they were looking at me and my dancers, probably my dancers because they're on rail, right? And they're just staring. And Armani do their uniforms, by the way, or something. I think I heard that. And they were like, Ronan goes, look at them. And I, I goes, come out. So they get out of the car, right? And oh, it was so bad. We were like kind of making small talk. Then I went over to the car and I was like, I was like, arrest me. <laughs> I know. And I lay on the bonnet and put my arms behind my back and then the man and the man touched his handcuffs and goes later. <laughs> I swear it was unreal. I will put on my phone of me lying on the police car with my arm. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> the the RT's head was going, no, no, no. Why haven't we seen this yet? Oh my god, it was a it was a it was a story waiting to happen. It was, it was so funny. Loads of different things, honestly. Like I loved going to Amsterdam. I was so sick in Tel Aviv. So, so sick in Tel Aviv. Yeah, I yeah, know. I don't know why. <laughs> um, All the traffic. I don't know. Yeah, it must have been something. I probably drunk too much on the plane over. That's probably what it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not real. We had, we balanced it so well. I was so friendly with my dancers that we worked so hard. And then we like just got to really like let our hair down after everything was over and got to really mingle with all the like Eurovision fans and like the days after Huntsman Pub we saw you there yeah Huntsman I guess that's exactly what it's called yep oh my god that was unreal I think I was standing taking photos for about an hour and a half yeah probably longer we actually like we ran from the arena we were hoping to meet you because you were chatting to our friend Newhall and he was like Brooke's here but we were at the jury show we were at the jury show we were like let's go to the Huntsman and see if we could find Brooke I see I wouldn't have been going out after that I would have been getting the head down going to sleep was the next days (laughs) after (laughs) <laughs> didn't say that on the night but <laughs> no I know it was so it was so funny like coming out after we got we obviously didn't get through you're like everyone's in this everyone's in the like boxes that we're all in like our own dressing rooms and stuff and some people are like yeah and some people are like <laughs> <laughs> like that was me I cried into the sofa for Aww. about 15 minutes I know I thought I, I it was so bad and then after I went outside and everyone was being so lovely and Chanel was like, oh, I don't believe it. And I was like, I know, it's fine. It's not fine. <laughs> but <laughs> it was probably so much hype building up that like no matter what, your reaction was going to be big. Yeah, but I only allowed myself like 15, 30 minutes to be annoyed and then like Beyonce, she does that. <laughs> and then I just went outside and we went out that night and stuff and it was unreal. I went out in bed slippers on a t-shirt. That's it. Iconic. Iconic. Beds. People, Do you know what? It's so funny because people, they looked at me and were like, she looks like her, but no way is that her. <laughs> <laughs> so Disguise. Funny. I love it. I know. Before we kind of touch on posts or in the build up to Eurovision, how did you find the jump from Eurosong to Eurovision? Because it's obviously a big, big jump staging wise, everything like that. How did you find that transition from, you know, February to, to May? Well, even the transition to doing Eurosong was crazy because I hadn't sang in two years at that stage at all. There was like with COVID and stuff just in my house, like I hadn't sang in it for an audience in two years, maybe over two years, 
even getting the confidence to do that again was crazy. But see if I didn't do those pre-parties, there was no way I was going on that Eurovision stage confident at all. The confidence I gained in those few months up until May was essential. And like, it just everything, watching the other people perform, learning again how to interact with the crowd and just everything. It kind of happened so organically that I was just ready for everything as soon as it happened. It all, it ever, I never thought you should be like this or you should be doing this. It all just happened organically and, and making friends in in the competition as well. That was key for me. Like I had people around me all the time who knew I was feeling. Also, what did you make of the studio jury ranking you so low? Like versus everyone else, like you know, in the Eurosong. Yeah, like we were we were watching together, and everyone was shocked. How, how did you feel in the in you know in the green room? There was a weird thing for me. I actually thought that it was going to be the public that would have maybe give me a lower score because people don't like. This is going to sound weird and controversial, but I was just scared people wouldn't like confidence. They, it's a thing. It's like the late late show. It's maybe an older generation. It's a different demographic. Yeah. There's a wee girl who loves herself. <laughs> Confident <laughs> young woman. Like at all. But they, like, I just thought the jury would know what your vision needs. And this is what, this is so your, like, I thought that they would maybe have helped me more than they should have. And mm-hmm. they didn't. And that was kind of the shocking part as it, oh, well, I can't count. I'm out. <laughs> oh, well, no way I can make the points back. <laughs> I can't do, can't do math. But no, I didn't understand it and never will, but who cares? The fans from the get-go, Brooke, just have always loved you, like, since Eurosong. And it's just like, it never tailed off because you went on your tour of Europe, basically, going to Madrid, going to London. Everybody just loved you. Your social media content was only adding to that. And like, can we can we please just talk about, Brooke, like, very serious question now. Did your passport ever turn up? No, don't know where it is to this day. I think they stole it. People beside me, they were too friendly. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did it cross your mind like this is my Nadine Coyle moment? No, not not until after the whole drama was over. I spent that whole time in Barcelona in the police station. Like there was no, there was no let up. I didn't. I went out of the police station, got ready, and performed back. You were in jail. I was in jail in the airport, but I wasn't in. <laughs> That's so funny. The leap from the handcuffs to this story is like... (laughs) No, I have no idea how happy I was. I was like, this is it. This is the beginning of the rest of my life. Why are you stupid? Why are you so stupid? Every time. I put it in, didn't have a zip. Obviously didn't. Clown. Matter just hasn't turned up though. Like just no one's even... It's on eBay somewhere, I'd say. They can have it. I've got a new one. It's uglier though. I hate that. The first (laughs) one was so sexy. And now this one's... She's given nothing. (laughs) <laughs> didn't you say to the the policeman i'm the spanish or, or no i'm the irish chanel, chanel or something <laughs> and like you know chanel chanel and i was like give me your phone and i put it in google and just sat there and he was watching it expressionless i hated it i did let me go though they're all laughing in the different language at me well you obviously said it there you got another passport which got you to Turin. That yep. week of rehearsals, when your clip came out, the internet absolutely blew up with love and support. Derry Lipa. How did you find that being on the ground? And like, were you paying attention to the hype online or were you just focusing on your performance, on your staging, everything like that? The only time I checked Twitter was um, the day after. The, um, the day after I got put out and there wasn't a negative thing said anywhere. And I was, I was like, you actually, everybody made me feel so much better. Like w- waking up the next day, that was probably the saddest moment. And it was like, oh, well, 
what are we doing now? And then you look at your phone and you're like, oh my God, that, there's more press and anger about this than if I had maybe got through and been forgotten about in the final. Do you know that way? It was mm. just, it was just unreal. And I don't know, I don't know what I'd expected. Maybe I did listen a bit too much to people um, and like things. And I did genuinely think I was a cert to go through. That was just in my head. Because you can't not think like that. Yeah, no, you're right. You have to. Yeah, you have to at least give yourself some credit. Like you deserve to be there. And um, I kind of did that. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have. Having a winner's mentality, I guess. Trying to do that. For me, the big <laughs> difference this year was like, listen, being frank, we're used to not qualifying mm-hmm. as a nation. But what yeah. we don't normally get, as you said, is that reaction. Like even we were only talking about kind of earlier on in this particular episode about how like the reaction to you was so much more positive across the board. Yeah. On social media, in the media, like in yeah. the papers, on the radio, Everyone. but also on yeah. the ground, like friends of mine who don't really like your vision or don't watch it were like, God, that Brooke, that girl, she was robbed. Like that was, that was bad for him. Yeah. Like people genuinely were a bit like put out like mm-hmm. whereas normally you'd be like oh we were in your vision who yeah. was it like people actually yeah. knew like there was a buzz I mean, about it that was my main thing because every time when I watched Eurovision growing up and everything people just appeared and you never knew how they got there and no one had a clue who they were or it was like well where did this come from and I was like no I'm not doing that I'm getting involved in every single bloody thing and I am promoting myself to the heavens here and I'm gonna go in every newspaper I'm gonna do everything I was like there's no there's no way I'm not shy I can I can I can do this again I can get people excited about Eurovision and I think we achieved that because there was a lot of hype around it this year definitely like we were saying that rehearsal clip blew up online and it still Mm. you know goes around people use it all the time in you know in tweets about the staging was there any other staging ideas from you know going around before you know the actual idea was finalized did you have anything else in mind for your staging or was it always that kind of glow loads of ideas like (laughs) it's funny because um we obviously had the pajamas and we're we're thinking of doing like a slumber party thing and I was like no it's not that type of song it's meant to be like uh, females taking power and not being in charge and I suppose that's why we had the girl gang kind of theme but there was loads of we were we were doing loads of different things like planning different things and obviously the stage didn't work in the end so that was gonna be cool that was gonna be like a broken up disco ball which would have been awesome but I know but it's fine it's fine really didn't affect our staging at all I wouldn't change anything um I don't think about the performance obviously I love clothes so change the outfit and stuff and do like cool things with that but no it's unreal. Like we said, that staging was probably one of the most memorable Ireland has ever had. You know, it, it's fireworks. like we were saying, fireworks. We had pyro. I'll never forget the reaction when the rehearsal came. We were like, we have pyro. There's a budget for pyro. That was so iconic when you did like the turn. And then it's just. It's you see me, you see me, and now you want me on in front of all these people, in front of all this stadium. Republic did it too. You're one. We don't see Czech Republic going around on Twitter. <laughs> You're the one going around on Twitter. So move on. <laughs> choreo as well. Yeah. <laughs> Ireland normally just can't do choreo. No. Do you know there was a whole like? Oh, it. I no. I thought I wanted to. I was like J Lo can do it. I can do it. Exactly. I wanted to. That's what. That's what I was doing. <laughs> and it's great as well when you're in a nightclub and you you hear Brooke. That's where it's come on. 
everyone's doing the choreo you know the, the hand movements windmill. and the yeah windmill everything like that so it's it's a testament to you guys it's stuck and people know it off by heart it's great to see it so I wanted it to be kitschy and catchy and 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 doable for everyone that's not it's not a difficult like routine yeah tell me that when my heart's gonna explode it feels like I can't breathe or anything <laughs> but like it, it genuinely is meant to just be something easy and accessible for everyone because the song isn't overly <laughs> smart I would say <laughs> it's a it's a play on old-fashioned phrase I guess it was it was we had we just wanted to have fun and that was the main thing I really think that that transpired it was such a crowd pleaser of a song when we were in the Huntsman we arrived on like Thursday or Friday mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we were in Turin probably about one hour and we had probably had about one drink at this point and that's Rich came on and we were like up on the furniture like that that was basically the whole weekend <laughs> yeah up on the oh furniture and that's rich started it and then there was like a, a video going around of us irish fans like on the furniture like just like going flags and everything like and then it was like from then on we were leaving the charge it was like if your country song came on like up you get do you know <laughs> or if you like the song up you get we're making the dance floor this is happening <laughs> with my mommy we are yeah it's the um ojr's and crew chat oh yeah <laughs> Keeping me up to date with what's going on. I'm like, how are you finding this out? <laughs> Who does my friends? Oh, my I love that. oh my god, what a legend! On a personal note for you, though, Brooke, uh, Eurovision 2022. What songs did you like? I love. I actually loved Stefan. I hope because it was like it was just. I thought it was such a. Obviously, it was like Avicii. <laughs> like it sounded exactly like um. Anyway, um. But I loved Halo. Halo was a bop. Yeah, Halo was definitely oh, so good, so good, and he was lovely. Lumix was lovely, and P. Maria. Like I still, still be in touch with Ronella, uh, Andre, and I loved obviously. Um, uh, Ola mi bebe be, Ola mi bebe be, yamame, yamame. That's what's called yamame. Yeah. There we go. That was so good. Loved, loved a lot of that. So you, you have been huge in Spain. You are going to Madrid. You went to Madrid, all right. You are going back to Barcelona for Halloween. Like, what is that all about? Why, why, why do you think Spain loves you so much? I don't know. I actually don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't think that. I think that I just had connected with them on a spiritual level. It's just <laughs> I feel that. Love. It's I the Mediterranean. It, it is. It is. Get the sangria. Get the tapas. Get all the good stuff. Ah, oh, it's that. Mm. It's all of that. Mm-hmm. But I've actually read a song in um, Spanish oh, where wow. is it Matt Terry who won the X Factor? Oh, cool! Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, it's like um, What's your star sign? Is what it means. And it's like, oh. yeah, you vida. Yeah, solo tengo una pregunta. It's it's um, it's Greg Tom. It's fun. When can we expect that to be? You? I don't know. <laughs> love, the, love the honesty it's coming it's going there's no plans for it like I, I just want to release it speaking of releasing stuff today friday september 30th your brand new ep is out it's called chaotic heart it features yep. some of the songs that you released already attention heartbreaker that's rich tongues and your brand new single enough it should be enough to know i miss you Can 
you tell us a bit about the process behind Enough and how it connects to the other songs? Um, Enough is the saddest, most most depressing song I've ever written because it was when I was genuinely in the worst like place of my life and during lockdown. Just a mixture of everything. I feel like it's it's about relationships in general, whether that's family relationships, um, like personal relationships, like romantic relationships. It you you forget that you have to work at these things continuously, and I guess. For me, I just felt like I was in the latter half, like receiving nothing and trying to give everything or else or else just or not like just very confused and and kind of for me, writing music is therapy. As soon as I wrote the song when I got the demo back, I just cried because I was like, That's exactly how I felt. How did I do that? I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just played it for my daddy and he was like, That's bloody unreal. Like that's one of the best things I've ever heard. And I was like, I know it's my favorite song on the on the EP just because I personal is I know it's going to help other people as well because it does reflect how you feel and um it just answers things really honestly I suppose and it's just a different song for me but I'm glad that I made it we both listened to it together and we were about this is really good it's it's not your typical ballad it's like no it connects with you in a different sense than a typical you know emotional ballad mm. yeah it's nice like the words are always deep but it's written in a way that can still be enjoyed like melodically it's kind of mm-hmm. still still pop but it's just a chill. So your EP book kind of goes on a bit of a journey, right? In terms yeah. of what songs you have on it. Yeah, for me, it's chronological because I wrote them the days when I felt exactly that, like that emotion. I suppose there was no plan going in. It would be like, right, what are we writing today? And then I would say, well, this is happening in my life. And then we would write a song based on that. Because if it's chronological, the way I've got it out, have I got the list right? I think I have. First of all, it's... Um, have you got the list of it there? I have. Now? I'll, I'll quiz you. Go, go. <laughs> oh, right. Well, if it's wrong, it's wrong. Yeah. First of all, it should be um, Heartbreaker number one. No. No. <laughs> attention. Now, this list might be wrong now, but what we have is Attention, Heartbreaker, That's Rich, Tongues, and Enough. That could com- yeah, completely yeah, wrong. Bop them around. Like, Attention's obviously the first one I wrote. So it's like Heartbreaker is after that. But I suppose they can go either way because that's it. From Heartbreaker, Attention and That's Rich, they're the immature, kind of free, not worried about anybody, being single, blah, 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 all that kind of thing. Even though Heartbreaker is coming from a place of love, it's like, I know that we're not meant to be together and that you love me and I don't love you back, but I'm going to try and approach this in a way that I don't break your heart, but I know I'm going to anyway. Um, But then it moves on to Tongues Where I Fall in Love. Oh, horrible time and then uh and then i moved on to oh, why can i not remember my own song titles so heartbreak enough. oh tongue and enough oh right yeah there's only five um and then enough is like where i get my heart broken so it's like it's just the whole 360 um cyclical structure of life i guess and that's why it's love is chaotic and um your heart's going to be torn in many different directions in, in life and that's kind of where the, the title comes from plus i'm chaos so it's like it all just <laughs> angles together in this one ball of work my just my work that I've made to date even though I'm always making music but this one is uh, this one's I'm just really proud of this whole album yeah a quick question as well why was that's rich the song out of you know this, this collection of songs why was that the song that you were like mm, maybe your vision might suit this song it's universal in that it's got a choppy 80s guitar beat that anyone can relate to and automatically go that sounds familiar it's the it, it hooks you right from the start yeah like it's not i know that a ballad would do really well but i wanted to do a performance high energy that 
would resonate with the gays and get everybody going and get everybody like everybody dancing I just wanted everybody to dance and that was kind of where it got and that and I achieved that so now if I ever went back again I would do a ballad would you go back that's the next question I guess we should ask I don't know depends if it's in a good uh, a good hot country (laughs) (laughs) so UK next year is real day Manchester. <laughs> what do you think it's gonna be? I think it might be Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. that'll be sort of my feeling. I think I've never been to Glasgow, so I'm probably selfishly just saying that I think it'll be there. No, <laughs> it's like our Celtic, like our Absolutely. yeah, the Scots. We, yeah. Love, we love the Scots in Ireland. Brooke, we're not going to keep you too much longer, but I also just want to congratulate you on your performance of Never Enough. That was on the BBC. That was fabulous. Well done. Congratulations. You know, that's the most nervous I've ever been for anything in my life. I wasn't nervous for Eurovision. I could have done that performance with my hands tied behind my back on a chair of fire. And like that orchestra was, it was the scariest thing I've ever done. <laughs> it's a big that song. Just, mm. It's a huge song. I'm going to definitely should have brought it down a key or two, but anyway, it's fine. <laughs> well able for it well able for it it was captivating and god i did cry a lot because all the healthcare workers were in their uniforms standing right in front of you and you knew the service that they put in and and it kind of just broke me at the end i was like <laughs> I, just, I just lost it lost composure great tv but great tv <laughs> <laughs> i think that sums up brooke doesn't it yeah great tv <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm doing a new tv project i'm moving to dublin boys what you're coming down here yeah i'm moving can mm-hmm. you give us any details or just no. <laughs> so oh so i think a okay. baby guinness session with us brooke, is in uh Connor and lou coppers is happening then copper face jacks yeah i'm gonna need to get my check shirt my denim trousers and the <laughs> the George. Yeah. Oh, anywhere. I love party. Baby Guinness on us. Oh, I hate creamy stuff. Can we make it like um I don't really like any kind of shots actually. Nothing. We just do yeah, whiskey. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> deal, deal. Well, good luck with everything, Brooke. People stream your new EP Chaotic Heart. It's out today. Make sure you follow Brooke online and keep an eye on what's coming up for you because I'm sure we'll be seeing loads of you in the future. Thank you oh, so much, yeah, Brooke. You Thank you so much. <laughs> Okay, everyone, that is the end of episode two of the Air Vision podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and for tuning in. We had fun again, didn't we, Connor? Yeah, it was a great episode and enjoyed it very much so. Made even better by all of your lovely feedback and uh, interactions we've had online. Do follow us on Instagram at Airvision Podcast and on Twitter also at Airvision Pod. Uh, don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening to us and give this episode a like. Let us know what you thought, get in touch, and we will speak to you again really, really soon. Slon. Slon. Slon.